What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not For 30 podcast? This is self-therapy. This episode, rightfully so, is titled 40-year-old, sorry, no, 37-year-old, in quotation, edible virgin. So, let me tell you how this story starts. This story, no, you know what, let me see this. This story was inspired by a couple things. Most recently, in the podcast community that I belong to, the conversation of cannabis has been um, talked a lot about, recorded a lot about. Um, good friend of the show and member of the family, Tim Carr, has just released this beautiful podcast entitled My Love Letter to Weed. And I had been thinking about telling this story for a little while, but I didn't want it to damper my sterling reputation. So uh, right quickly before I get into this story, I just want to announce that this is a first self-therapy that I'm doing inside the brand new studio. I'm sitting in this awesome chair that my dad gave me, that my uncle gave him, and it was a wink wink, nudge nudge, fell off the truck kind of thing. So I don't necessarily feel guilty for sitting in it, but it's it's leather and uh, you know, my, my ass isn't used to these fine fabrics. And if you hear any of that squeaking, that's some fresh leather on some old denim. But uh, back, to the, back to the reason for self-therapy. Um, it's, it's recently, uh, edibles have recently become legal in Canada, um, but edibles have been found in Canada ever since the legalization of cannabis. But I guess now they, they believe that there's some kind of way to not only monetize, but uh, balance out or standardize the use of cannabis in food. So here's how the story starts. This main story of my experience eating an edible, um, it, it comes, it's not a, uh, I wasn't a 100% virgin to the idea of edible edibles but what I was was I never had an enjoyable experience and what I mean by enjoyable is I never had the type of experience that you would get smoking a joint because I because I, I don't really smoke joints actually I, to be honest I've only really taken one one pull from a joint um, and it was with my buddies in a parking garage in Montreal, and that was a couple years ago, and it was mixed with tobacco, and it beat up my throat, and it it wasn't overly enjoyable. But my brother Dave has given me edibles a couple times, and I've never really felt anything on them. Um, so, lead, leading into the night in question, that's my experience with it. So little to none, and that's why I feel confident calling myself an edible virgin. Um, so as the story goes, this is how this is how it unfolds. As you guys know, I've been working hard on the renovations uh, of the studio, and I've been having a lot of help from family. This particular night, um, it was quite the day, big day. We got a lot of stuff done, and uh, my father-in-law was helping me out. And my my evening routine when I'm home 
is this. Uh, we feed the family. We get the girls, uh, we run around with the girls a little bit. We get them bathed. And then from the time that they're bathed, which is about give or take 7 o'clock to 7.45, they're in bed. Um, for those who have had edibles before, I was, do, I was about to consume a gummy, um, which I think right now is, is currently my favorite favorite way to consume edibles. But the goal was uh, in my head that I knew it was going to take 40 minutes to an hour to start working. And I had had, I had, had one a week before and I, I enjoy. I had a very small amount and I, I felt a little buzz. And I always felt good about that. So uh, we feed the girls and we're getting them all cleaned up and we're bathing them. And I say to myself, okay, as soon as I have them bathed, I'm going to consume an edible. By the time they're in bed, it won't, it will still have about, I'll have about 15, 20 minutes leeway before it kicks in and I can, you know, just enjoy myself. Uh, unfortunately, that didn't really happen to plan and this is how the story goes. Um, I get my kids washed up. Um, my wife uh, is, is starting to put the house back together after two kids under the age of three have uh, ran through it the whole day. And I'm going, I'm about to put the edible, I'm about to cut the edible. Um, if you guys don't know, it comes in a small little brick and it's, it's kind of marked. And then you just cut to desired intoxication so for me I my, my goal was to cut a square and enjoy the square knowing that the week before I had taken half a square and felt a little bit and I knew that that would get me over to the right spot so as I'm cutting this I hear my, my kids are they've just been bathed they're diapered they're pajamaed and my father-in-law is just about to leave and then all of a sudden, my kids get a second wind. So as I'm about to cut this edible, I hear my father-in-law talking. So as I'm, I'm thinking to myself, quickly, okay, quickly, cut it and eat it. As I'm cutting it, I cut a, a square and a half. So knowing what I just told you, I'm multiplying it by 100%. And I ingest it quickly, and I don't even think twice about it. And I'm like, okay, I'll be fine. So, my girls go downstairs, they say goodbye to grandpa, but grandpa's kind of hanging around a bit, not a big deal. You know, it's it's generally how our goodbyes go. You know, you say you're gonna say goodbye, and you say goodbye, but you're still there 20 minutes later because, you know, that's what happens with family and good company. So, um, I so for myself, I just keep thinking to myself, I'm gonna be fine, you know, by, by the time everything plays out, I'm gonna be fine. So, the girls get the second wind, they want to watch TV, they're saying bye to Grampy, they're walking around the house again, they're making a mess again. My wife is kind of, she's at the point where she's tired, you know, it's been a long day for everybody. And my father-in-law is, is still almost saying goodbye. So all of a sudden, I get this phone call, maybe quarter to eight from this sales rep I've been talking about replacing the windows. He calls me and I'm talking to him. And all of a sudden, things start to slow down. And this is about 30 minutes at the most after consumption. And things start slowing down. And he's talking to me, and my motor skills start getting a little wonky. And he's asking me all these questions, measurements. I'm, I'm giving him these half-baked answers back. 
His name was Sasha. He was no doubt Middle Eastern descent. No, sorry, Middle European, Eastern European descent is what I meant to say. Um, and he's asking me these questions. I'm like, yeah, dude, you know, like, to be honest, I can't really give you an answer right now. My head's feeling very heavy. And he's like, uh, okay, I guess I understand. He's like, I'm like, can I call you back in the morning? Like, I'm just not really into this conversation right now. He's like, uh, okay. He's like, well, you told me to call at this time. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm just not, I'm not really, I can't have this conversation right now. I gotta go. So I hang up on the guy and my father-in-law said, all right, Anthony, I'll see you later. And I can't, my head feels so heavy. I, my head is, I feel like I look like I don't have a head because I'm sitting on the couch and I can feel the back of my head against the back of the cushion of the couch, which means I'd be looking at the ceiling or at the wall behind me. So I just put my hand up. I'm like, see ya, Tom. Thanks for all the help today. And I get up and like my head is just, I'm floating. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Just be cool. Don't stress out about it. It's all good. But here's the catch. And I don't condone this. This is just a situation I was in. I still got to put my kids to bed. I didn't mean my wife's there. She could have done it. But I'm going to be the great father that I am. And I'm going to get my kids to bed. So my wife takes the youngest one. I take my older one. And I got to get her upstairs. And I get her to bed. My wife says, before you put her down, change her diaper. Oh, fuck. This is not, this is not the moment to change a diaper. So my head just keeps... I feel heavy and light at the same time and I'm just I have this great buzz going on all of a sudden and it's hit me it's a wave it's just hit me so I said okay honey let's go walk upstairs hand in hand we're both climbing up the stairs really slow her because of her short little legs and feet me because I'm super high and we get to her room I'm like okay we gotta change your diaper let's do this and she looks at me like I'm a crazy person and so the goal is for me to try to get this diaper on this two and a half year old so pajamas come down, diaper goes up, zip up the, the onesie, click the button. I'm like, okay, baby, time to go to bed. She goes, no, uh, read me a book. I'm like, oh no, that is not a good idea. So I kind of let it sit for a little bit. I'm like, okay, let's just sit in the chair. We look at the book. All of a sudden, there's a book is called Super Pooper and the Whiz Kid, and it's a toilet training book. So I'm reading this, these adventures of the Super Pooper and the Whiz Kid, and I'm right into it. I'm doing voices. I'm laughing at this, at the little jokes inside the book. You know, I'm reciting these things. You know, um, when you go to the potty, you do one or two. That's secret code for pee and poo. Like I'm singing, like I'm singing this in like this light opera voice. I'm laughing at myself. My kids wondering what the fuck's going on. So I'm like, you know what? I finished the book. I struggle through the book. Put the book down. I, I'm like, hey, honey, time for bed. We gotta do this. Turn the lights off. Turn the sound machine on. And I lay her in bed, and uh, she falls asleep. I'm relieved. I'm like, okay, task done. I feel. I'm just gonna enjoy this buzz. I'm gonna put on some music. I'm gonna eat some popcorn. I'm gonna have a great night. So I come downstairs, and at this point, like, I don't really know the side effects of of ingesting marijuana, but what I mean by side effects is like. I wasn't prepared for the pasty mouth, the dry mouth. Uh, I wasn't prepared for my eyes looking like <laughs> looking like they were super bloodshot. I wasn't prepared for any of these things. Nor did I know they were gonna happen. So, like, I definitely needed a Sherpa, as silly as that sounds. Did I say Sherpa? That's right, right? 
Someone let me know. So I get downstairs and my wife is cleaning the family room again. And I look into the kitchen. And if you listen by any chance to my sit down with Jacob McCorp episode 149, you know that I can't leave a sink of dishes just sitting. So I start cleaning these dishes super high. I'm examining, I'm like a German engineer crafting a beautiful Porsche. I am making sure the plates are perfectly clean. I'm doing the squeak test. I am working my hardest. But in my head, I'm like, wow, I'm taking a lot of time to do this. I glance at the, at the clock on the stove. It says 8.15. I'm like, okay, no big deal. And I wash a couple more things. I'm like, oh my God, I feel like that took me like half an hour. I look at the clock. 8.17. Oh, it's only been two minutes. But my state is so altered, I don't know how to handle this. So I call over to my wife. I'm like, hey, how's it going? She's like, good, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm doing the Mariah Carey, you can't see me, but I'm doing the Mariah Carey, walking up this invisible scale, saying I'm fine. And I was like, ah, okay, fucking idiot. So I go in, I'm cleaning all the rest of the kitchen at this point, but my balance is all wacky. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm just enjoying this crazy buzz, being harmless and just like cleaning things up. So uh, my wife, she it was a long day for her. She had a glass of wine at dinner. No one's gonna argue with that. But um, I'm like, oh, her wine's done. Maybe I'll pour her another glass of wine. So I drape the dish towel that I had over my arm and I bring the wine out like I'm a fancy French waiter in the most expensive French restaurant in the world. And I say, hello, madame. Can I, finish, can I top up your Pinot Grigio? And she looked at me and she's like, yeah. So I pour it, I'm like, and I'm, I'm in my head I have this like funny line. I just don't know what it is. I know there's a funny line, as soon as I open my mouth, it's gonna come out. So I, so I say to her, Madame, I uh, have the finest Pinot Grigio in all of France, Paris. Would you like some more? And she's like, yeah, you just, you just asked me that. I'm like, okay, cool. So I g -g 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 add a little bit of wine into the glass. I'm like, it is made from the finest grapes in all of the world in France. She's like, okay. And at this point, I don't know if my eyes are super red. I don't know if I'm, if I, I clearly know I'm sounding like an idiot, but does she know? Is my, is my, is my cover blown? All I know is that I think whatever I'm about to say is gonna be hilarious, not knowing that I'm not sounding hilarious. So I bring the wine back and I'm cleaning the rest of the kitchen and the garbage is full. The recycling is full, the compost is full. I'm gonna have to take all these things out. So I collect all everything and I go outside. Knowing, knowing to myself that it's roughly 8.20. And I get outside and I start organizing the garbage. I'm one of those people that I try to keep all that stuff organized and clean so that it's as ideal as possible. So I can just, I can just I feel myself losing control of myself. I feel like my balance is all wa wacky. I feel like those those drunk guys in those YouTube videos that like you think they're gonna fall, but their balance is just incredible. At one point, I'm leaning against the car in the driveway because like I'm just floating. I, I'm trying to get this garbage put away. I'm like, oh my god, I must have been out here for half an hour. My wife's gonna think I, I took off or something. So I get everything organized. I get back into the house. No joke. 8:25. I've been outside for like five minutes. 
So I'm like, okay, not so bad. Everything's still good. Everything, everything's gonna be fine. So then I get upstairs and I'm like, okay, I gotta clean up a little bit in the bedroom. It's all good. And then I can just like, I feel like the pastiness in my mouth happening. I can feel like, I can feel my eyes getting bloodshot. I'm like, oh shit, something's definitely happening. So I go downstairs, I try to sneak downstairs like a little mouse. And I get myself some water and I come back upstairs and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna watch TV. I'm gonna just cruise until like, I'm just gonna feel good. So, you know, an internal conversation my wife and I have been having has been, um, should we have a third child or not? And it doesn't matter who's on what side of that argument or the conversation, doesn't matter. But all I know is that I'm super high right now. I'm uncontrollable high. I'm, I'm drinking a little bit of water, trying to dry or to moisten my mouth a little bit. I just, I can't handle it. So I'm laying down on my bed and we have like one of those, um, I call them like internet mattresses, but it's like a Casper or a Lisa. It's called a Douglas and it, it's all the same. It's all by the same people. This one just has like a cooling layer and the other ones don't. And that's one of the reason we got it. But it's like a Tempur-Pedic if you don't know what it feels like. And it's incredible. So I'm just sinking in this mattress. I can feel every breath I take, I'm sinking more and more into this mattress. I feel wonderful. And then I hear my wife get upstairs, come upstairs. So I think to myself, you know what would be hilarious? After this day that she's had, she's stressed out, burnt out. What if she comes upstairs and she catches me sleeping, but I'm not really sleeping, I'm pretending to sleep. So when she freaks out, I'm like, ah, I gotcha. Well, in my head, that's how I saw it playing out. In person, it's not really how it played out. So she got a little bit mad at me, but I was like, I'm just messing with you, whatever. But here, you know, here's the thing. And I, and I don't, I don't really, I don't know if you're like an experienced cannabis user, like your guard is down, everything's down and you're just enjoying what's happening. And I was enjoying the ride. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're kind of laying in bed and I'm, I'm trying not to open my eyes because I don't want to see, I don't want her to know I'm super high. I don't want her to know that my eyes are bloodshot. So I'm kind of giving her like the suspicious hippo eyes, like half opened. And um, she's like, honey, can I ask you a question? I'm like, oh, here it comes. She knows I'm super high. She gonna ask me like, why? And she's gonna judge me and all these other things. And like that paranoia creeps in. And uh, she said to me, she's like, why do you go so quiet when I ask you about a third kid? And then I don't know what happened. I don't know, I don't know how this exactly came out, but in my mind, the way it came out was, I opened my mouth and I said, I'm just having a hard time imagining loving another mini person as much as I already love our girls. And she's like, oh my God, that's so sweet. I'm like, yeah, I just, uh, I don't think I'm ready because we had two so quickly. You know, our girls are only 17 months apart. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm ready right now. And I don't know if I'll ever be ready. And I'm not saying no. I'm just saying, I can't, I can't, I don't want to think about it right now. And she's like, okay, that's fine. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. That's, that was the easiest conversation we've ever had. And I was like, okay, this is great. So all of a sudden I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling as dry mouth as I was. I'm, feel, I'm having a little bit more confidence in the state that I'm in. 
I go downstairs. I'm like, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna get a couple snacks for us before we 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 rest for the night. So I go downstairs, and I don't know what I don't know what happened. I had we have a we have one of those Amazon Echo voice assistant speakers in our kitchen, and I just said Alexa play some music, and she played some of the music, and it I don't I can't remember what it was, but man, it was it felt so good, and I was like just jamming. I was just having a great time. And I thought, I was like, this is like, this is fantastic. This is exactly what I needed. All of a sudden, I'm eating like a scoop of peanut butter with a spoon. And then I'm like, I'm like dancing. And then I'm like, you know what would be great with this peanut butter? A banana. And I'm like, yeah, a banana. I'll eat a banana and then I'll scoop this peanut butter. And I'll just like have these like banana peanut butter dance. And it's going to be awesome. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm gonna put this in a wrap. Here's what I'm gonna lay. I'm gonna slather that peanut butter down. I'm gonna roll that banana up. And I'm gonna have this like dick-shaped food. It's gonna be fantastic. And then uh, I got just like I was so curious because of the way that our our family room windows are, you can see into our kitchen if you're looking into our family room windows. And our family room windows are directly parallel to our neighbor's kitchen windows. And it was like only like. 8.45 in the evening, so like my neighbors had definitely been down there and they would have seen me super high dancing to like whatever music was on eating this this dick looking food and just like having a time and I can only imagine what my neighbors would have thought if they saw that so here's where I'm not super proud of um, so I have um our driveway is single car, triple long, and um, I was parked on the road, and I got kind of like nervous because I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta, I gotta pull my car, and I don't want to get a ticket." And I, I don't endorse, and I don't condone anybody for doing this, but I knew that I had to make one turn into my driveway. So I got into my car. I just said to myself, "Okay, here's what we have to do. We just..." It doesn't have to be perfect. It just can't be on my neighbor's lawn. And as long as we get there, we're gonna be okay. I turned my car on and I turned basically from one end of the street. I made one turn, released the wheel and, um, and just drove into my parking spot. But my heart rate was, was probably at 300. It was, I was so nervous. I mean, I don't, I don't want anybody to think that it's okay. It's not okay. It's definitely not okay. And even for something like that, as someone who's inexperienced with, with cannabis like I was, am I should say, um, I don't recommend doing this. But I did it, and I was, I was so nervous. I got back inside. I, um, I finished my, my peanut butter and my penis butter and banana wrap and I went upstairs and I was like I was so grateful for being out of that moment out of that nervousness like again like it's it's I mean we're talking 15 feet of moving a car from one side of the road into my driveway but I was so nervous and people who've been listening to a long time listening to the podcast for a long time know that it, it wasn't even a full year ago that an intoxicated driver hit my hit my parked car, which was in the exact same spot I had to put my new my car. So it kind of hit me kind of close to home on that one. But none 
nothing to worry about, everything was fine. I woke up the next morning and I'm one of those people who love to reverse park. And other than it being front parked as opposed to reverse, everything else was fine. It didn't end up on my neighbor's driveway. I didn't end up running over somebody's cat. Everything was fine, but I do not condone that. So please, please, please don't drive when you're intoxicated. Um, so yeah, so here, here's the other part that kind of gets weird for me is like, I can't really remember at this point, the end of that night. I do remember talking to my wife a little bit and, and just saying silly things and kind of um, just getting over what had happened. But it was, that night was one of those experiences that I had been longing for, for a long time. Um, and I guess here's where the therapy part of it comes out, is that um, I was, I was not only a non cannabis user, like I didn't, I never smoked as, as a teenager or in my twenties um, or even my early thirties. I never consumed at any point. So with the band of bandits of, of friends that I have, uh, the legends, like we all, we always indulged in the great things in life. We always indulged in drinks and food. And I always skipped out the part of of pot of because for me I wasn't I wasn't secure enough with who I was at any point of my life to let my guard down that much now as a 37 year old I have a great beautiful family we live in like a great place and I've got a great job and I'm I'm secure with who I am so to let my guard down and and kind of open that up that felt great like you guys might have heard the last couple episodes if you guys listen to me on in your ear hole, ear hole podcast towards the tail end of that i had consumed an edible i was starting to feel really good i started to like mumble and be silly um and i'm not 100 percent sure i think this is coming up before i released that episode but episode 150 with tim carr we actually talk about something similar so i, I definitely want to record this before that came out um but i'm finally secure enough in my own skin to feel comfortable letting my guard down enough that you know i can i can say whatever silly thing is in my mind and i get it it's usually silly it's usually not anything profound which i gotta imagine most aren't but you know i listened to joe rogan for a long time he he debunked some of the myths that I believed with marijuana. Um, talking to guys like Tim Carr, Midnight Owl, you know, a daily a daily smoker. And, and he's like, I love the way he's starting to organize himself and, and produce this amazing podcast. Um, you know, guys like Scarborough Dude, who is, you know, a very recre recreational user. I mean, essentially recreational. He does use it for to offset pain, but... Um, a lifetime user, I'll say, you know, hearing that, seeing that and, and hearing that, you know, it gives me the comfort, I guess, is probably the best way I can put it. So the experience itself was kind of crazy. The, the munchies, the dry mouth, the red eyes, all that stuff was a factor. The, the laughing at silly stuff, all that stuff was a factor. And it was, it was, it was a bucket list checkoff. Now, you know, now I enjoy, my wife and I will consume an edible 
and uh, we'll just let the night happen. We'll we'll figure out something on Netflix, and we'll just you know if it's funny, it's funny. If not, I know I'm gonna have a great sleep because uh, I also sleep like a rock when, which if you guys know is also a big issue of mine. That you know if I get five hours of sleep, that's usually a good night of sleep for me. So that's another like check mark for me. So I'm pretty happy about that. Anyways, I'm gonna call it. This is gonna conclude this episode. It's been a long time since I've done one, but this is self therapy. 37 year old edible virgin um thank you for so much for tuning in and checking it out i now that the studio's more or less done um i want to get in there and start releasing some stuff a little bit more frequently than once a week we'll see what happens we got some things coming up the holidays are coming up i hope you guys are awesome and wise if you guys want to send me some um holiday edibles i may or may not do them i'm not going to promise you anything and uh, I just want to—I want to close out this topic with with just saying like one thing right from my heart. Um, don't ever do something you don't want to do. If you don't feel comfortable doing it, don't do it. Like I waited 37 years to do this. Not waited. I chose to wait 37 years before I did something like this. And I—I I did it knowing that I—I f- I felt good doing it. I like I want to do it. I didn't feel like I was pressured to do it. And um, I think that's pretty important. So only do something that you want to do. You'll have a much better trip, I assume, that way. Um, Yeah, and also, if you guys want to do edibles with me, I might be down for that, too. So with that being said, thank you, everybody. This might be the last recording I do in 2020 or 2019. So more good things coming in 2020. I don't know for sure. Stay true and tuned into the feed to find out. And also, if you don't mind, I'm just so curious how you guys are consuming and listening to the podcast. So if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher or whatever, all the other platforms, I would, I would just be curious to know. You can drop me a message. Uh, find us on Instagram at notafter30podcast, at the not after, no, sorry, at notafter30podcast. Uh, and just shoot me a DM because I'm so curious to know. Anyways, I hope everything's all well. And in the fine words of Noel Gallagher, peace, love, and bananas.